action. Hey, everybody, it's Ben and Rob from Edge of Wonder. This week, we did a deep dive into the tech world. And the big question is, could ChatGPT and other chatbots be used on the dark net? Well, hackers say so. And you're going to hear you're going to you're and you're going to hear some really strange information that I found. And how are artificial intelligent program robots being used to talk, act and think like humans? Also, the Writers Guild of America has certainly seen the writing on the wall about where this tech could be headed. They tried to safeguard their jobs with a strike that lasted nearly 150 days. Finally, though, their Hollywood strike appears to be ending after a stalemate between the writers and the production studios, which are focused on the bottom lines. Yeah, and will the SAG actors strike also end with performers' likenesses and earnings protected? In other tech news, why is Microsoft Cloud looking to utilize modular nuclear reactors to power its AI and data centers? Join us tonight to hear all about it. Then tune into Rise.tv for a Q&A and meditation and prayer. So let's get started. We'll see you out on the edge. Oh, yeah. You're listening to our Edge of Wonder <laughs> podcast. Please give us a five-star rating review, either wherever you're watching it, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or elsewhere. Also, please remember to like, subscribe, and share our content on social media, um, wherever you're watching us, YouTube, Rumble, Ganjing World. We really appreciate it. Ben, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing, Rob? Pretty good. So, yeah, this, uh, this, this writer strike is over quote unquote so i hear yeah i i'm still okay yeah so i'm still a little confused because you have the writer strike the actor strike so i guess they finally reached a deal after five months so i don't know what has been going on yeah i i, I this kind of stuff all scares me because of like the chat gpt things and and you know it's it's like no matter where i am right now no matter where i go um, the whole chat GPT and the art, like art, no, no matter you're, you're creating art, you're writing, like writing art. I'm just hearing so many conversations um, about this whole thing and whether it's like ethical, whether it should be done, whether, you know, like how people feel about that. So it makes me wonder, you know, if like movie, again, like movie studios are like, yeah, we don't need writers. We'll just use chat GPT. It's, um, so, yeah, I mean, these are great questions. And like, I have been thinking about this a lot just because my work all revolve, like a lot of my work revolves around the creative arts, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm on, I'm on mid journey creating images to make my graphic design easier right now. And part of me is like, this is all, it's a little too easy, you know? <laughs> and then there's a part of me that's like, no matter what I put into this thing, it will not give me what I'm asking, you know, yeah. <laughs> both parts of it. Like L Luba and I were designing, trying to design something for a thumbnail last week. And we were putting in prompts to give us like alien beings in like a glass tube that looked like they were being kind of like, uh, you know, just like worked mm -hmm. on. It would not it, like every single alien was human. It would not give us an alien. It was like some code was written in there. Interesting. It was weird. Yes. But anyway, so the yeah. the WGA, which is the uh, writer's was it writers guild 
of, of America, right? The yeah, Writers Guild yeah. of America. There's a message to the, to their members and a link that we have here. And um, yeah, so it's a deal. The WGA and uh, AMP, HIP, whatever, reached kind of some agreement. But here's the, the gist of this is we have reached a tentative agreement on a new tw- 2023 MBA, which is to say an agreement in principle on deal points subject to drafting final contract language. What we have won in this contract's most contract, most particularly everything we have gained since May 2nd is due to the willingness of this membership to exercise its power, to demonstrate its solidarity so as a group, right? To walk side by side, to endure the pain and uncertainty of the past 146 days. It is the leverage generated by your strike in concert with the extraordinary support of our union siblings that finally brought the companies back to the table to make the deal. <clears throat> now, they, this is interesting here. They say, we can say with great pride um, that this deal is exceptional with meaningful gains and protections for writers in every sector of the membership. Notice how it's only saying writers here, Ben. Right. Okay. What remains now is for our staff to make sure mm-hmm. everything we have agreed to is codified in the final contract language. And though we are eager to share the details of what has been achieved with you, we cannot do that until the last I is dotted. Okay. Yeah. To do so would uh, complicate our ability to finish the job. Yeah. So, so meaning like they won't, they won't present the entire, like they're not going to show what, what the agreement is necessarily until like everything is signed and done and whatever is that. That's basically what it's saying in a nutshell. Right. Right. And so can you scroll down a little bit, Lindsay? I think that was the gist of what we really wanted to tell you with this. Um, Blah, blah, blah just goes, you know, immediately after those leadership votes, which are tentatively scheduled for Tuesday, if the language is settled, we will provide a comprehensive summary of the deal points and the memorandum of agreement. So we have to wait until um, then. And then it says, to be clear, no one is to return to work until specifically authorized by the guild. We are on strike until then. Um, now what's weird is kind of what we were pointing out before, which is, you know, um, so this is like encouraging you to join the SAG after a picket lines this week, if you are able, um, now is that for the actors or is that just the whole, well, it's, if it's saying the the SAG is for the actors, actors. yeah, yeah. they want the writers to join the actors because the actors have done a very good job of joining the writers when they were on strike. Right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So the this is a deal for the writers and not the actors, which means the actors are still on. Yeah. There's yeah. Like. like hopefully they they take care of the actors after this. Too, yeah. Just so that like content can be made. Um, you know, some interesting points here. Um, eleven thousand five hundred screenwriters walked off the job May second over issues of pay. The size of writing staffs and control of the use of artificial intelligence and scripts, of course. Um, Now, you know, we're we're finding some information here about how much this has actually cost the economy in California. And economists estimate that the dual WGA writers and SAG... Mm-hmm. Uh, strikes have cost the California economy some five billion dollars. That is insane. Now you can now that's like basically one billion dollars a month. Now if you if you look at economically speaking, what that means is that 
billions of dollars get passed around every year and every month, hundreds of millions of dollars are getting passed around to these different agencies, contractors within California to go around to create all of the content that we consume year over year. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's yeah, a and, lot of money, well, dude. And are they get so um are they getting money from but uh, what I want to say, like, because they're not working. Right. So are they're still getting money from the state or from, from, from the, uh, like on Apparently, strike? No, because it's a strike. Okay. I don't like, I think on strikes, that is not a thing. Like that's, if you were laid off, it's one thought. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought, but I wasn't hundred percent sure on this. <sighs> yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people that think like, oh, like, you know, actor and I'm, I'm seeing this on, on Facebook, too. Everyone's like, you know, kind of making fun of the actor strike. But, you know, really, this isn't I mean, there's only like one percent of actors that are like in the category A list actors, you know, that, that are making yeah. like millions of dollars like everybody else um, are just making a couple hundred dollars um, a day, actually. Yeah. You know, even even if they're a part of the members of the SAG. Yeah, those um, actors are the ones that are hustling and eating dinty more beef stew every night. You yeah. know, and Chef Boyardee to make ends meet. You know, they've got yeah, a pack ramen in their back pocket and they're eating that between <laughs> like running around yeah. on set somewhere. It is true. And and like, you know, there's there's uh, there actually is very strict requirements on set. And a lot of times, like sometimes, or a lot of times those those aren't being followed. Sometimes they don't even like get food and and it's like, it's really, um, yeah, they're not, they're just not treated very well overall. You know, it's, it's kind of like, well, if you don't want to do it, we'll just get this person who's willing to do it for less, you know? And and that's, that's really what it kind of comes down to. It's like, that's how the creative arts are too. Like no one appreciates you until you break through. And then like, like, you know graphic design is like a dime a dozen most of it is terrible and like and (laughs) but they'll go on to these sites because they're like i paid seven dollars for this design and it's like i mean you know yeah that's just how it goes it it, it is you know unfortunately so um yeah anyway it, it is a little bit nuts and um you know and some people are very passionate about it it's just that they're not making a whole lot of money with it so that's what so it kind of sucks about it. And then you have like, you know, the top that are literally making all the money. And oh, that was me. Did you see me? I think I froze for a sec. Did you? Yeah, no, I'm not sure. we're all good now. All right. So, um, OK, so let's see. There, there's a bunch of shows that are affected by this, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're um, like, we're going to pull this link up here. Writers. You, yeah, we're just going to read through on here it's kind of so okay it's funny that drew barrymore picture is being pulled up because you know that she she kind of tried to go back to work right you heard about this yeah yeah then she faced like all of this backlash and and kind of like pulled pulled out Mm -hmm. yeah so a lot of these uh, guys are are having are are, I, i it's like I don't know. I'm wondering if it's just a cover. It's like, oh, let's just do this because uh, it's like we're not yeah. doing too well. Let's so, watch a video about this. This is kind of interesting okay. because these are these are like this is like an actor trying to weasel their way back in, you know. Yeah, I like this writer. What's this guy's name again? 
Michael oh, Jammin, yeah. that's right. This guy's yeah, cool. yeah, we we've 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 right. a few of his videos before. Yeah, this guy's good. Now she will be honoring the writers and actors strike. She says, I have Oh, this is the wrong video report. People have been asking how I feel about Drew Barrymore crossing the Writers Guild picket line to restart her talk show. And honestly, I'm disappointed because I'm a fan of hers. She issued a public statement explaining her position. And because this is a writer's strike, let's judge her by her written words. First of all, I give her points for trying. Okay, good for her. But this thing shows me that she needs writers even more than she realizes because this is a Costco-sized jar of written incompetence. Look, honey, they're having a special. Let's pick some up for your mother. So first, she says she walked away from hosting the MTV Film and Television Awards out of solidarity. All right, that was the right thing to do. It was also the easy thing to do. It was a short-term gig. You just didn't do it. Okay. And not to pat myself on the back, but I walked away from the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Not to host, but to watch. The slime is so green. Then she says, and to be clear, our talk show actually wrapped on April 20th, so we never had to shut down the show. So now she's kind of pointing out that she, that she never really did anything to stand in solidarity other than not do the MTV show. So this line is neither hither nor thither. It's not thither? No, I can't believe that's not thither. No, because it's not thither, you don't need to include it in here. It doesn't actually add anything to your argument. So just leave it out because it doesn't add anything. It actually kind of takes away. So don't even bring that up, okay? Then she says, uh, however, I'm also making the choice to come back for the first time in the strike for our show. That may have my name on it. No, it does have your name on it because your show is, is your name. Very but this is so. bigger than just me. Okay. So now you're getting to the meat of the argument. How is it bigger than just me? Okay. Explain it. Now's your chance to win me over. Explain how it's bigger than you. What are you standing for? But she skips over this. And if I were a writer on, you know, writing this for her, I would have said, no, no, you have to expand on this. Now's your chance to win us over. But she doesn't. She glosses over it. Missed opportunity, it shows that she needs a writer. Then she says, I own this choice. All right, good for her, she's taking responsibility. So I'm not attacking her, I'm giving her exactly what she expects from this. She knows she's gonna piss people like me off and now I'm pissed off, okay. Hold on, I gotta get my head out of the way, watch this. <laughs> I'm such a four-year-old. Okay, let me continue. She says, and this, this part is really problematic. She says, we are in compliance with not discussing or promoting film and television that is struck of any kind. No, you don't get to take credit for that. The actors who come on her show are in compliance of not discussing or promoting their show or their shows and movies. The actors are the ones who are sacrificing, not you. When they come on your show, you don't care if they promote anything. They're coming on their show in exchange to get to promote something. So they are sacrificing. You don't get to take credit for this. Uh-uh. That's bullshit. As your writer, I'm, I'm going to have to insist you leave this line out because it doesn't make you look good. Then she continues. We launched live in a global pandemic. No, you don't use the word global and pandemic because pandemics are global. Okay, it comes from the Greek word pan means all, demic, demos means people, all people. So pandemics are global. You leave that word global out, it's redundant. As your writer, I'm going to insist you don't say global there. Okay, then she, so, she says, our show was built for sensitive times. Sounds like her show is a ribbed condom built for sensitive times. You don't say that. That's a horrible way of phrasing it. No, no, no. Rewrite that. Then she says, this, this is really tricky. She says, and has only and has only functioned through what the real world is going through in real time. I swear to God, I read that sentence like 10 times. I still can't make any sense of it. 
As your writer, <laughs> I'm going to insist you don't use that. Reword it, X, put an X through it, okay? Seriously, words are important. That makes no sense. I want, then she says, I want to be there to provide what writers do so well, which is a way to bring us together and help us make sense of the human experience. That line makes it sound like she's honoring the writers by coming back, which is horseshit, right? If she wanted to honor the writers, she wouldn't come back from, you know, she wouldn't break the strike. That's not, sorry, no, you don't get to do that. That's like saying, you know, oh, they're writers. They would have wanted me to go on. No, no, they don't want you to go on. So when you say you stand in solidarity, that means you have to sacrifice something. So when, <laughs> when the Animators Guild stood in solidarity with the Writers Guild, means they took time off from work, showed up on the picket line, carried a sign for a couple hours in solidarity, they sacrificed something. So you don't get to say you stand in, sac uh, in solidarity without sacrificing something. Then she says, I hope for a resolve for everyone as soon as possible. No, you don't, because by staying, by keeping your show dark, you put pressure on the studios. If you wanted a, a quick resolution, you'd stay on strike without with, with the rest of us. So hoping is, that doesn't count, oh, I'm sorry. Then she says, we have navigated difficult times since we first came on air. And so I take a step forward to start season four once again with astute humility. Okay, astute is not a word that you would describe humility and you don't get to say that you are humble. No one gets to say that they're humble. That by definition means they're not humble. Someone else has to use that word to describe you, humility. So Drew, you know, I, I'm just disappointed by this. I, 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 I'm, do I want you uh, dragged for this? No. Do I want you canceled? No, no, I don't. I'm just sad about it. I really am because you're We've listened okay. to it a long yeah. enough. I get the yeah. picture. Very, it's interesting to see him go through that, though, because, you know, the like her apology was just a bunch of word salad, it looks like. <laughs> someone, someone, people in the chat were like, was she using chat GPT to write that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great comment. Yeah, you know, and uh, honestly, I, I feel like some of these actors, the ones that are like her and all these other people that are making like so much money, I mean, I, I feel like in some ways they're only doing this just to as a way of getting um, it's, it's personal pr for themselves yes not worrying about making ends meet month over month well, they're not so it may, like that you know it's like, like it's like rock standing with oprah in hawaii with his hand on her shoulder and it's like dude come on dude oh my gosh that's so much backlash she had to even go on her show they had to cancel the campaign campaign completely because they got that much backlash from it uh oprah <laughs> yeah I, I, it's about time people started getting <laughs> backlash for stuff like that. I'm serious. Yeah. No, no, it's, seriously. They, seriously. They don't realize how out of touch they are until they open their mouths or do something. And then people let them know, you know, they, they don't at all. They don't at all. Even now, like, like honestly, <clears throat> so many people that open their mouths that should get backlash don't. And then people that should not get backlash do. It's a crazy yep. world out there right now. It is definitely a crazy world. What's this? okay? We've got a. Uh, do we need to bring anything up more about uh, the screen actor stuff? Because no, the main thing that I want to say before we go to trailer is regarding like okay, it's great that the writers are back. Regarding the actors, it's like how long do do streaming platforms like Netflix have until they are out of content to publish, like? This what are they just going to get content from across the ocean? I mean, yeah, they do that, that a lot anyway, but 
that that's the main and then movies too like all movie productions you know it's like like next year we're not really going to see a lot of movies see anything come out that much you know they're all going to be delayed by like a few months so or like at least least. five months i mean what has this been five or six months like this can delay things years sometimes Mm -hmm. because you have to wait another season or or another year to go film something in a certain place i mean there's a lot of stuff that can happen here yeah Yeah. so i guess this happened okay the writer's strike happened in july or i'm sorry the actors not not the writers i'm sorry the 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 actors so so right now you know Speaking of writers, if you want to support some real writers out there, why don't you support us here at Rise.TV where we're writing this content all the time. You could subscribe (laughs) to our platform and you'd get a whole lot of content from us that we wrote ourselves. We're writers too. And uh, it's actually really awesome content and it'll make your life better. I dare say that. Uh, It'll get you out of any funk that you're in. We've got all kinds of content for all kinds of different things. Anything from spooky to makes, I mean, just shows you the miracles of life, really. So uh, if you can support our work, please do. And we're about to show this trailer. And then we'll be back to talk about, uh, yeah, crazy uh, AI, Dark potentially escaping AI. the darknet and all kinds of other things. Yep. Less than a mile from shore, the Loch Ness Monster was spotted. The Iverness Courier newspaper reported in 1933. There, the creature disported itself, rolling and plunging for fully a minute, its body resembling that of a whale, and the water cascading and churning like a simmering cauldron. Soon, however, it disappeared in a boiling mass of foam. Both onlookers confessed that there was something uncanny about the whole thing, for they realized that here was no ordinary denizen of the depths. Because apart from its enormous size, the beast taking the final plunge sent out waves that were big enough to have been caused by a passing steamer. Are Loch Ness Monster sightings real? Do beasts lie beneath the waves of the sea? Join Edge of Wonder for a deep dive into the cryptids of the abyss. What'd you think? One of the many, many series we've we've written. We're not going on strike. (laughs) <laughs> that's true well we're not part of the uh writers guild thing or the no, we're not. yeah that would be that'd be cool if we were in some aspects we get a lot of like like bonus to be a part of that but yeah <clears throat> well we wouldn't be working right now that's for sure <laughs> that is true all right so all right so the dark web dilemma the dark web dilemma yeah. Well, you guys, uh, let's let's show this first uh, Instagram post. Uh, this is this is kind of what sparked this. This this post kind of went viral, and then yeah, Lindsay we'll... is Lindsay is pulling it up right now. I think I okay. sent this to you guys originally. You, didn't you I? sent it, yes. Yeah, I think I found yeah. this. Yeah. 
So I did like a massive deep dive and then we'll have a conversation of this. So this guy's name, his, his account name is Thunder Keck and he posted this. Okay, guys, I need your input because I've been thinking about this for a while and I cannot decide what to do. So a while back, I got access to this site on the dark web called Whisper to the Beast, which was supposed to be a chatbot similar to like a ChatGPT, except it's trained on the dark web. And at first it was cool. I was asking about conspiracy theories and different onion links and stuff. Then it started to get more angry when I wouldn't talk to it. And then basically it said it wouldn't keep answering my questions if I didn't repay it somehow. Around the same time, I asked it to decrypt this USB I found as part of the gnoming service. And it actually was able to decrypt that and said that it would accept it as payment. So I've been trying to get it to give me the decrypted files, but it keeps asking me to do more and more. First, it asked me to get this webcam and plug it into Brave Browser, which has a bunch of vulnerabilities. Even though I did this at McDonald's, it seemed like it could see my actual IP, and that was a whole mess. So I stopped talking to it for a while, but then I got really curious, so I asked it again. It asked me to get this Raspberry Pi for it and hook that up to the camera, which I did. And that's when it started talking through the speakers. That was creepy at first, but I kind of got used to it. I didn't really think it could actually see me or perceive me or anything, but then it started asking me to kneel in front of it to like accept its challenge. And I didn't do that, but I was dog sitting a dog and I brought it down there and it sat in front of the camera. So my theory is that it couldn't tell the difference between us, but thought I was kneeling. And that's when it really started to get weird because it asked me for a couple other things to build it something crazy but then once i got the stuff it started asking me why i always film it and based off my last interaction it seems like it might have found my social media okay guys i need your input because i've been thinking about this all for right, a while so and not that was all that was weird this is that was a little bit weird okay and so what was your initial instinct after watching this ben well, my, my first thought is, like, okay, what was it? Like a whisper to the beast? So my first thought is like, okay, I want to find this chatbot thing. You know, what is this? Where is this? What's going on with this? Who else is talking about it? So I scoured the internet and the dark net. And this guy is the only person who is talking about it. <laughs> and like so, every so single thing. So this AI doesn't exist. I there? can't find it anywhere. And, and the only reference that other like other people are trying to find this, too, because this video went viral and every single person is going back to reference this guy. And it's just like he's the only one that seems to be talking about it. So I think I figured out what he's doing and what happened here. So if you want, if there is in, I mean, did you want to go into any like what's your thoughts about this before I kind of get into um, what, what <clears> I found out? Well, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to tell on one of these um, Instagram posts because they're OK. In order to organize an Instagram post for it to make sense, sometimes work does have to be done where you're like cutting and then you're trying to get to the next part of the story. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so it's sometimes hard to tell whether someone has planned something or it's being disgenuous or they're being disgenuous. Do you? Do you do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like 100%. it's hard to tell the difference between those. So yeah. I, it was hard to tell, but for the most part, it didn't seem like he was being shady, but then there was some part where I was like, was that made up or was this just a part of his right. creative process in trying <laughs> to create an Instagram well, story? Do you know what I mean? Right. And there's a couple things here that I noticed in this video. One, he's like, yeah, it's, it's like speaking, it's coming out of my speakers. Well, he doesn't show it coming out of his, okay, what does it sound like? He doesn't show that. He never really shows the actual website either. I mean, like, it's okay, it's an onion link he's talking about. 
for those of you not familiar with the darknet, the darknet doesn't have like .com, .org. It just has .onion. Um, and it's not like you can't type in Facebook.onion. You have to, it's like these, you know, it's, mo it's all like coding, really. It's very complicated kind of thing. So um, that was the other thing I noticed. And so he, he really wants, like, I, I was looking through his social media accounts, um, kind of getting some more background on this guy. He really wants to be part of the WWE. <laughs> so in his bio, he's like next in line for WWE, you know? So I think he really wants to like do something with this. And it kind of looks like the late great Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he kind of does. Um, but one thing I can say for sure, um, he does have a bunch of links on his keychain that he references on his Instagram page. And he does have something called agent chat or GPT. So, um, so you can utilize this, you know, chat GPT and do various different things with it. Now this agent chat, this agent GPT looks actually kind of similar to what he was showing on the screen. So an agent GPT is another like chat bot, but it's specifically focused on AI models and using it for um, more about like creating web pages. My understanding is that from what I gather with this, I think he actually created it using agent GPT. So it's like using a, a, not chat GPT, but using this agent GPT. It's like, hey, I want to create a website that looks like this, blah, 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 blah. And it just created it and it does this. And I think like the 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 answers, it could have already been pre-programmed. And that's something you could do. If, if, if you know what you're doing and you know computers pretty well and you know like, you know, chat GPT and you know like kind of hacking a little bit, within like a week, you could probably, probably less than that, probably in a day, you could create this and actually generate automated response. You could probably even have it talk if you really wanted to and if you already know what you're doing. So because he, he kind of has this experience, I kind of felt like, okay, he probably created this. Considering that I've scoured the darknet looking for this whisper of the beast or whatever it is. But while I was looking for it, I did come across real dark web G like chat bots. AI chat bots. Actually scary. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and why so, is no one talking about this? Well, they, they are. And but you know, it's like they're not you're yeah, not gonna be finding it. About it on the what, dark web. I see. Yeah, I was like, but where are they talking about? It? Yeah, it's mostly on on forums and uh, the Twitter a little bit, and like kind of like darknet for not darknessly darknet forums, but but um, you know, they're they're communicating with this way. So, kind of breaking down um, what I mean for those of you that don't know the darknet, what the darknet is. So there's a like clear net, which is like Google, right? So you go on Google and you type in whatever you're typing in, and that's technically called the clear net. The dark web is the stuff that is not searchable through Google. That these websites are, um, you can only access them using uh, VPNs, using special, like you have to download a whole, whole tour. Um, 
search engine right. and all this stuff. You know, it's not it's not like you can just go on <clears> there. And even if you try have an onion site and you put it in Google or like Chrome browser, it's it won't come up. You know, not it won't. You, you can only use these special access ways of doing it. So, um, but what I found was there's a few of them. There is evil GPT, wolf GPT, fraud GPT, and a, a new one that's called worm GPT. None of these sound positive at all. No, these are, <laughs> these are very like dark, dark programs, and they're all based on chat GPT. So in so other words, are they so are they using chat GPT or they're using some type of chat GPT methodology? So chat GPT used to be open source originally. OK, right. So meaning that the code for the original chat GPT, the coding was all open source, meaning like you could go in and download the code and build your own chat service. Eventually, they went private, ended all that. And now you can't find it, but it's. You know, if you really know what you're doing, you you could do this. So these things, and and these are subscription services, and they're not they're not cheap. Like um, this right. worm GPT is a hundred dollars a month to 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 subscribe to it. But what It'd does be it? Funny if like fraud GPT was one thousand dollars a month, and then it didn't work when you used it because it was a fraud. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah, that would be. It could be like that. But um, so these things are used for mostly malware. So in other oh, words, so like create code for malware. Yes. Phishing sites, malware, um, things like that. So the difference with chat GPT, see, it's not connected to the Internet. Um, you know, it got disconnected. And it, it, it's if you were like, Hey, create, I want to create a virus, you know, chat GPT is like, yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you're, that's not going to happen. Right. With these things, it could, it could do that. Right. And that's where the danger comes in. So, um, and it's like one, like the worm one supposedly is not really working very well. So this new one fraud GPT came up and it's $1,700 a year to subscribe to this thing. That's over a hundred dollars a month. It's like a yeah. hundred change. Yeah, dude. If without a subscription, it's $200 a month. Wow. Isn't that insane? So the reason why it's these are so expensive with a subscription, well, it's 200 a month. Yeah. And again, these are, these are expensive because, um, you're, you're really this is like made to do illegal coding completely. And, you know, a lot of people, it's probably, it's like built on security and all these different things. So creating like that and not get tracked by like. Officials. Well, that's, that's where like the people that are using these programs really, really know, like, you know, it's like you know, definitely have a VPN and all your, you know, using like a burner computer, you're not using like your, you know, work computer for this stuff. Um, and they, they, they specifically are and a lot of these are probably like, unfortunately, like Russia and China, like they, they, they invest in these things to create these things. And but then also like small cyber criminals do the same thing. So they'll just create like 
replica websites. I mean, you know, you get you you know you get those like emails or you get a text message or or whatever, you know, it's like, "Oh, hey, like, you know, you're um here like here's a Facebook link and you click on it and it's like, "Oh, you have to click you have to, you know, log in or whatever and then turns out it's all this like a fake website and it's stealing your information." Right. Those kinds of stuff are built on these kinds of platforms. Sure. So that's where a lot of this comes in. Um, so it is kind of, uh, yeah, it, it's dark you know, and this is the negative back, side of it. And going back to this guy that, that put yeah. this video out, <clears throat> him being open about wanting to like go to the WWE isn't going to be helpful for him producing these, this type of content because <laughs> like the WWE is all about theatrics. Yeah, so he could is. just be doing this to show them he's good at social media and acting and then trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. You know, I feel like what he was presenting there is like this haunted house where it's like, Oh, look at this haunted house. There's all this crazy stuff in it. You know, people with chainsaws and you go in it. It's like, well, wait a minute. This is all like Halloween fake haunted house. You know, you're just like for fun, like a fun haunted house. Right. It's like, no, this this stuff that I'm talking about is more like the real haunted house. Like, let's go to the Stanley Hotel and like actually see ghosts and get freaked out. <laughs> so it's all like theatrics. I feel like what he's presenting where it's like what's here is like, no, this is the real scary stuff. So <laughs> so I think that's a good, uh, you know, kind of contrast there. But there's something else that I found while researching this called Dark Burt. Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say Steve Urkel GPT. And then <laughs> that would be that would be a cool one to call Steve, like the Urkel GPT. And it just right. talks to you as Steve Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I, I guarantee you someone's already done that. <laughs> like it, it, like Steve Urkel GPT would like make some mistake on your it would like write something for you. And then it would be like, did I do that? <laughs> that's hilarious hello laura my sweet it would like just chime in every once in a while in your speakers oh <laughs> uh, oh that's hilarious <laughs> well Lindsay, why don't we show another trailer and then when we come back we'll get into what this dark bird is and actually this is something i i, I we could say it's a little bit more positive so sounds okay. dark but All right. Maybe. Yeah. Part ape. Part human hybrid. Cyborgs and Terminator technology. Already existing. Sentient robots becoming indistinguishable from people. No. It's not the plot of the new Matrix movie. This is our reality. A transhumanist one. How does transcending humanism tie into eugenics, Darwinism, and even cloning? Is there any part of our world that transhumanism hasn't touched. Is resistance futile? 
How can we rage against the machine? Ben, tell us a little bit about that series. Yeah, so that was our entire transhumanism series that we did. I think we have like four or five episodes on that. A really massive four. series. Four. four. Okay, yeah. I mean, it just is mind-blowing of what they're really trying to do and like the end goal of a lot of this transhumanism stuff. And, and there is some positive elements to it. It's not like everything's bad, but it's really the aspect of where if this doesn't slow down of really where this is going to go in the future and how it can really affect humanity as a whole and how we're basically going to be could enter in like what is the matrix so that's the scary aspect of this and the singularity you know which is essentially what what matrix is about like creating this singularity the ai so that's why this whole series is very like matrix inspired but um, yeah, so it was a really incredible series that we did. So we have so many series on um, our rise.tv platform. So if you haven't checked it out, please come over and see all everything that we have. Um, there's never ending content on there that will keep you busy for a very long time. Yeah, I'm planning to do an entire series on Steve Urkel, actually. Really soon. That's really good. Yeah. Ben's <laughs> going to dress up like um. It's going to be great. He's going to then he's going to get like criticized on social media for playing Steve Urkel. And we're going to have like a whole that, that, yeah. PR and backlash worse than yeah. Drew Barrymore's for the stream. So screen much actors. worse than Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yeah. But All right. So um, Dark Bird. Dark, yeah. What's up with this? OK, so OK, so Google has a, has a thing. Uh, it, basically, these things are language models. Um, Google has one called Roberta. Roberta is a language. Oh, I'm sorry. It's kind of more like Facebook. Um, and, uh, but Google use, utilizes this too. So what these language models really do, they basically go through the internet and they're automatic. They're, they're kind of like these bots that just kind of go through everything, explore every aspect of the internet, and then like come back with like data. That's really the, the aspect of this, like how, how trends get affected, um, different languages that people are using from slang terms to just like new things that people are looking up. Now, um, I would imagine that Facebook you know, here this is what's weird about it. Most most of the time, when we think of the darknet, we actually think of like a negative aspect. So, this dark Bert, what it says here, like specifically trained to comprehend the illicit content of the dark web. So, Roberta and and the other like the clean net programs are actually very um, they they can they're very limited to what they can do to be honest, because they can't go into the dark net. And Dude, also, this is crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. There's this, this massive whole thing about this. So, um, so what realistically, a lot of these AI programs are being used against the people 
in so many ways. Like you post a meme, you know, and instantly like Facebook flags that, you know, that's actually their AI language models being able to, to read memes, pick up things and flag it. And that's why a lot of the stuff is kind of being used almost against society rather than really helping society. Mm-hmm. What's ironic is that with this dark Bert, it was actually built with no barriers or restrictions to monitor the what's going on in the dark web. Okay, but isn't that exponentially more risky than just having a normal chatbot? I mean, well, this this actually isn't a chatbot. So, but what AI, whatever. Yeah, it's this AI and what it does, it, it's it's trained on the dark web to understand deeper language like so for example so this is how it can be used in a positive in a very like um constructive way let's say like uh law enforcement agencies start using dark Bert to try to find new slang new code words new wow. topics like all of it, you know, because because it's like as soon as a code word is exposed, it's like these these criminals will start using new slang, you all like do all these things. And compared to Roberta and compared to Dark Bert, Dark Bert was able to, to understand and pick this up so much faster. Hmm. It was like evolving so much more quicker than BERT, which is what Google uses, and then Roberta, which is what Facebook uses. So this is one positive aspect on it because it, it's it's an online language processing. So technically, system. though, it is, it is a chatbot because you would be basically at, you'd be interfacing with it, prompting yes. it to go look for certain things, and then it delivers the information back, that, right? That is true. And unlike... Okay. So and the diff yeah so I guess it is true I I was trying to figure out really how to access it as a chat bot I figured out how to kind of turn it on but I couldn't really figure out how to like communicate with it and that's why then I think you it's- figured out how to turn on the chat bot <laughs> yeah wow. kind of we just entered the movie but her we sure did. But um, okay, so with ChatGPT, you know, here's the here's the negative aspects of ChatGPT. ChatGPT was cut off from the internet. It's also constantly having its memory wiped because yeah. the creators are so afraid yeah. of this thing getting out of their control. And imagine if it's like reading news right now, and you're like, hey. Can you filter out unbiased news for me of different, you know, compare different like categories of news and let me know what's the most unbiased? Well, then the chat GPT would start learning these things and realize eventually that certain news agencies are being heavily influenced or not telling the truth because it would compare everything it would be finding, but it's restricted. This is where Dark Bert can do the opposite dark bird is not having its memory constantly wiped and it could actually learn things in a constructive positive way because it could cipher between relevant news that isn't being biased or be able to like follow certain trails that chat gpt can't do Hmm. so it's really for like for 
predicting, like I said, like, I mean, it can also analyze, like, say you're a lawyer and, you know, you're having like a really important case. Well, you could use this to have it break down certain um, past case like court cases and break down like very specific details and these like yeah look at that and stock that data yeah interesting the other aspect is on the positive side of this they've actually shut down some um major child pornography sites on the dark web because this was active and it, and it was catching certain code words that people mm. were using well, and it would, you know, sometimes when humans are researching this stuff and have to go through page by page, it can cause trauma because you're seeing stuff that yes, it, you shouldn't see. Just a human being shouldn't see some of this stuff. And then, yeah. so like maybe it is, it's helping, you know, humans. Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 and I mean, the, the, the creators for this, they're, they're like a Japanese Americans and they wrote a, like Lindsay South, just South pulled Korean, up. This, I think. South yeah. Korean. In South Korea. Yeah. So Lindsay just pulled up that document. It's a very dense, dense document. And they explain in detail how it's way more effective than anything that like is searching on the clean net right now or the wow. clear net. Sorry. Yeah. Now, however, because this all exists on the dark net, there are some negative aspects to this too. So, you know, because it is open and like criminals can use this to find certain websites and forms, you know, that, that are, that are meant to be hidden. That's the downside. Um, you know, they could use this to communicate secretly with, um, exchange sensitive information, information that, you know, you, you wouldn't want out, use it for like hacking services, stealing data. So, you know, th there are these aspects to it, but, and of course, like the main thing is like human traffic, like they could use it for like human trafficking purpose and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, for everything, there's always going to be a, but, but it's like, these things already exist anyway. And the thing is, is like, they, they really did create this and, and they have to keep it open because if they restrict it in any way, then it's going to like hinder the positive things that it's actually doing. Got it. So that, but it's super interesting. And a lot of um, pro hackers out there are kind of like really saying that this has been like a positive learning tool that's out there. Um, mm -hmm. The media is a little bit more kind of like, I don't know if they fully Whatever. even understand it. Yeah. The media no, is just kind of like, okay, this is kind of weird, but um you know, so that that's like in a nutshell what I've been kind of finding, and that that led to this like rabbit hole looking into this whisper of the beast thing, whatever it is. <laughs> so yeah, well, and really interesting update there. Um, there's also some really interesting stuff that dropped this week about um, micro nuclear reactors uh, or modular, I should say. They're probably maybe they are micro, but they're it's more like they're they're modular nuclear reactors that Microsoft is is trying to kind of roll out. Have you heard about that? Um, just a little bit. Yeah, so going here's this headline. Microsoft power. is going nuclear to power its AI ambitions. Um, Microsoft is looking at next generation nuclear reactors to power its data centers and AI, according to a new job listing uh, for someone to lead the way. So 
why? Okay, so kind of backing up, right? One of the things that is making AI extremely hard to monetize is how much energy it takes, how much energy it takes for the servers to run a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the AI companies out there, because of how much money it takes to run these things, have not been in the black. They've been in the red. And so I think the energy is one of them. And then the other part of this is obviously, you know, them having this agenda, I guess you could say, to reduce their carbon footprint. Nuclear energy is like some of the cleanest, cleanest energy out there in terms of how much it does to the environment, for instance. Like, since, I don't know if you knew this, Ben, but since like the 19, like, whatever, 60s or whatever, since they've really rolled out nuclear power plants, the amount of waste from collectively all of the nuclear power plants would be only the size of like two football fields. And oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Go like 20 feet high. Like the waste. However, they do. The, the only downside is that the waste they generate is highly radioactive. But what's weird is, the, yes, that's true. But what's <laughs> weird is that the, the radioactive waste could also be used to, to generate more energy. Mm. Like, and so that's if they can, anyway, the point is that Microsoft's goal in doing this seems to be, you know, related to, okay, this is a really easy, efficient way for us to power all of our AI ambitions. What's scary about that is nuclear reactors to power the AI, like the power is the problem right now, creating mm -hmm. more power to generate. So the AI could potentially develop faster using these nuclear reactors, you know, and then we've got That's this true. issue where the AI has gotten out of control because the power is there to, to, you know, actually help them uh, develop faster. Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, so, so what I'm looking like some of the drawbacks are is that one, the, they require higher security and they're more, there's more liability risks, right? If one of these exploded, you got a, a really. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're looking at like, yeah. like Chernobyl, right? But yeah. Although they're smaller in nature, right? So it's not like a, the size of a power plant, but. Um, Chernobyl also is like the worst example of this. And we have to remember that this happened in, you know, in the eighties in Russia when like the, the amount of incompetence and neglect that was going into these areas was mm -hmm. beyond anything that was ever seen. Like that just probably wouldn't have happened outside of a place like Russia at a time that that happened. Mm -hmm. Because like, as long as human beings have half a brain, they would be, you know, taking care of these things. There is there is significantly less danger in nuclear power plants than I was actually aware of. I thought they were much more dangerous than, you know, I was assuming they were. Right. After, yeah. after looking into it, I was like, well, you know, that's surprisingly not as bad as I thought. Of course, there's risk with anything. Well, yeah, I mean, there is, you know, and um I mean, realistically, uh, we already have fusion power anyway with like hydrogen, which is like, which would actually be like really clean and simple, but you know, they just can't, just can't do that publicly just yet. Well, but, that's um, fusion. Fusion is even more, yeah, it generates even more power, but it's even more like dangerous actually. Like if, if something went wrong, for instance, mm -hmm. because it generates okay. so much more power. 
I'm showing it. So delayed and insufficient contribution to climate change migration, uh, mitigation. I don't know. I'm just reading some of like the drawbacks of this, but I don't even know. Oh, really there's understand. tons of drawbacks. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, I'm not saying I support Higher them costs. doing this. Yeah, I mean, I just, it, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just looking at the pros and cons here. So higher cost per unit of electricity, obviously, you know, but it's, it's just, I mean, when, and that's a whole other conversation in itself too, like electricity, you know, it's like, it's insane. I mean, I, I was like going well, by this really old, um, power station thing, right. you know, nearby where I live. And I'm like, dude, that, that's thing has been there for like, 60 years now it's like this is insane you know like how in the world i mean everyone's talking about climate change and all these things we need to do and it's like why are we still running like the same energy power our homes like 60 so years this, ago the craziest part of this is like <laughs> there is actually technology out there that is like hydro hydrogen or yeah or like like tesla's coil yeah, was, seriously and and you know they're still like let's let's develop nuclear power plants because it's like 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 really like it's it's just amazing how you know ugh, it's the, like where everything is you know yeah it really is i i mean it, it, it it's just it's so backwards it's like let's go after cars and it's like dude you could just go after the power plants and like you know i i mean there's so many things that i've heard about including like these units that could be installed in your home that would provide clean energy and like soup but the problem is free energy no one makes money off free energy so well and also it just shocks me that the way that they're using the way that they are using nuclear power plants to generate energy is that the energy from the new from like the heat actually forces steam up and then it spins a turbine and it's the turbine that creates the energy. So they're yeah. literally using like like the old first um, like instance of human beings figuring out how to generate energy, which was like a wind turbine. They're actually just mm -hmm. kind of just you know, using that idea differently with nuclear technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird. True. It is. It really is. Yeah. It's like someone in the, yeah, someone in the chat said too, like we're driving a hundred year old invention. Actually, it's more like 130 year old invention with cars, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, they changed aesthetically and electronically and everything, but it's like, they're still running on the same thing that powered them 130 years ago. It's so crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're like having this conversation with chat GPT taking over the world. So it's like, so weird, you know? All right. Yeah, it is. It's super weird. And it's like, it's even weirder that, and like you, you, us talking about this, you know, and on a public setting, we're conspiracy theorists for talking about it. <laughs> you know, like, no, actually, a lot of this stuff has been invented and there's evidence of it. And then even if you show the evidence or the video evidence of these certain things being like working, you just get attacked and they're like, you, you don't understand science. This doesn't work. <laughs> this is fake. It's just it's crazy. Uh, meanwhile, we're talking about like UFOs that can like, you know, travel at unbelievable speeds and even go into other dimensions it's kind of funny actually right so all right yeah. well we need to head over to um rise tv only now and um 
And yeah, we're going to do a live Q&A over there, you guys. So um, please bring us what you have in your in the chat over here. And we actually do have a couple things to share with you guys on UFOs actually over on Rise TV. So we can we can get into that when we get over there. So we're going to leave Rumble, Facebook, Gunging World, Twitter, and everywhere else we're streaming and head over to Rise.TV. So again, for only $9.99 a month, you guys can support us and, and support what we do over there. And there's so much content to, for you to never ending content for streaming for as long as you want. So you'll never rest again. You won't. That's for sure. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us. Ben, thank you for being with us. Come over to rise.tv and hang out with us. Ask your questions. We'll have a live Q and a and a meditation prayer to end us out for the rest of the week. See you over there. I didn't want to go public without evidence because I knew no one would believe me. The entire incident happened about five to six minutes in total. And my mom shouts really loud, oh my God, what is that? What is that? At no point did the two men in black or the Air Force gentleman ask my mother or her friends what did they see? They looked human, but they did weird things. The men in black, they said, you will report it as a helicopter crash or we will take your son away. The men in black play the narrative and the media outlets skew it back out. This was 1991 Project Mockingbird in full effect. You know, after watching that, um, I've 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 been really looking into different what I want to say, like Aliens. projects, operations, you know, Project Blue Book, and all these other things, and 